Praise the Lord. Well, today is a good day. And a good day is today. Today I'm going to preach to you something that it will be a blessing. I'm preaching on what I called rising out of ashes. Come with me, if you would, to the book of Judges, chapter number 11. Judges, chapter 11, verse number 1. Now, Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty man of valor, and he was the son of Anhalot. Now, Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty man of valor. And he was the son of Anhalot. And he was the son of Anhalot. And Gilead begat Jephthah. Give me an IV. Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty warrior. His father was Gilead. His mother was a prostitute. I am a daughter. Mighty man of Allah. His father was a Gileadite. His mother was a prostitute. Best. Number two. And Gilead's wife also bore him sons. And when they were grown up, they drove Jephthah away. You are not going to get any inheritance in our family, they said, because you are the son of another woman. The King James says, And Gilead's wife bore him sons, and his, sons, his wife's sons grew up. And they thrust out Jephthah and said unto him, Thou shalt not inherit in our father's house, for thou art the son of a strange woman. Then Jephthah fled from his brethren and dwelt in the land of Tob. Give me NIV. So Jephthah fled from his brothers and settled in the land of Tob. A gang of scoundrels gathered around him and followed him. And it came to pass in the process of time that the children of Ammon made war against Israel. It shall come to pass. Somebody say, It shall come to pass. The challenges will reveal the grace. I said, It shall come to pass. The challenging situations will reveal the grace. David. It shall come to pass in your life that men will know that the grace of your life is evident. And when difficulties rise in your life, I came to tell somebody, it shall come to pass. And when difficulties arise, it shall be an occasion for God to showcase his goodness over your life. Somebody shout, it shall come to pass. I'm giving prophecy. Today is going to be a prophetic service. And it came to pass in the process of time that the children of Ammon made war against Israel. And it was so that when the children of Ammon made war against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to fetch Jephthah out of the land of Tob. And they said unto Jephthah, Come and be our captain, that we may fight with the children of Ammon. And Jephthah said unto the elders of Gilead, Did not ye hate me, and expel me out of my father's house? And why are ye come unto me now when ye are in distress? And the elders of Gilead said unto Jephthah, Therefore we turn again to thee now, that thou mayest go with us and fight against the children of Ammon and be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. Now this is Jephthah, negotiating your way out of trouble. And Jephthah said unto the elders of Gilead, If ye bring me home again to fight against the children of Ammon, 
and the Lord delivered them before me, shall I be your head? That is how you, you prevail. But the, you see, God sets up difficulties because he wants to elevate you. God would intentionally introduce you to conflict because in the conflict, his grace over your life, it will manifest. But this conflict is that God will glorify his name over your life. That you will know that the hand of God is upon you. I decree over your life, the grace will make the difference. Somebody shout, the grace will make the difference. Give me Job chapter 20, verse number 1. The man said, so far, the nematite and said, therefore do my thoughts cause me to answer. For this I make haste. I have heard the check of my reproach and the spirit of my understanding causes me to answer. <laughs> Knowest thou not this of old since man was placed upon the earth that the triumphing of the wicked is short. And the joy of the hypocrite but for a moment. Though his excellency mount up to the heavens and his head reaches unto the clouds, yet he shall perish forever like his own tongue. They which have seen him shall say, where is he? He shall fly away as a dream and shall not be found here. He shall be chased away as a vision of the night. The eye also which saw him shall see him no more. Neither shall his place any more behold him. His children shall seek to please the poor, and his hands shall restore their good. His bones are full of the sin of his youth, which shall lie down with him in the dust. Though wickedness be sweet in his mouth, though he hide it under his tongue, though he spare it and forsake it not, but keep it still within his mouth, yet his meat in his balls is ten. It is the gall of asaps within him. He has swallowed down riches, and he shall vomit them up again. God shall cast them out of his belly. Somebody say amen. amen. Life is full of difficulties and challenges. And all of us who go through life and have all kinds of challenges. But this is what I've come to know. That victory always favors the fearless. Victory always favors the fearless. Here in this scripture, let me give you a background of the scripture in Judges chapter 11. Here in the scripture, we see a man by name Jephthah. The Bible tells us that Jephthah was a mighty man of Halal. And he was a son of Halal. The question is, why would you say he's a mighty man and add the story of his background to his greatness? Because the enemy never forgets. Every now and then when we begin to rise up from difficulties and to make good for our own life, the enemy always wants to attach us to our historicity. The enemy looks at your life and all his ploy is that you will lose confidence in yourself. This guy was a mighty man. He had demonstrated the credibility of competence with his people. And yet the Bible tells us his mother was a harlot. My question is that my mother was a prostitute. Does that negate who I am? The Bible says that his father did not marry his mother. I came to preach to those of you whose fathers did not take care of your mothers. 
Listen to me. Your father is not the end of your story. He is the beginning of your story. He is not the end of your story. And no matter the circumstance by which you were conceived, God's purpose and counsel concerning your destiny and your life is that which will stand. Can I preach? You know, sometimes we allow the scars of our fathers to greatly influence us. My father did not take care of my mother. And so all men are the same. Excuse me, I am not your father. My father used to sweep the house and cook the food. So all men must sweep the house and cook the food. Excuse me, I am not your father. Your father is not the standard by which I would live my life. Because God called me to live a different life. Listen to me, those of you in this church. Listen, your father is not the standard by which you will live your life. God ordained it this way that he made your father grow up before he gave birth to you and at the time you are ready to marry God made sure the man you would marry will not stay in the same house that you grew up in and so he's not conditioned by the conditionings of your father's house as for my mother she used to cook fresh food for your, my father every day so cook fresh food for me excuse me I am not your mother do I look like your mom then why did you marry your mother I'm not communicating at all. And there are many of us, we want to live in the shadows of our fathers. Excuse me, you are not your father. God has given you a peculiar destiny. That by that destiny, you would, you would make progress. You make an impact to your own generation. Let me put a disclaimer. Please, if you're afraid of what I'm about to preach, we can excuse you to go home. Because this word is not for everybody. It is for those who must rise out of ashes. This guy, they had written him off like the way you bent a wood and it's become like ashes. That no matter how beautiful the wood was, by the time it is bent, you cannot see the glory of the wood. All you see is the remnant, the ashes. The man was a great man. And when you grew up and the, the mother's children would also grow up, they would say that you have no inheritance in our father's house. And nobody of the elders was able to say, no, it is an anomaly. Your father's son must inherit. Number two, the father was a chicken. That he could not stand before the wife and say, how dare you say my biological son cannot inherit from me. You see, I came to preach to those of you who, who your father's have not defended you. Those of you who feel marginalized, you feel disadvantaged in life, expecting somebody to speak for you and they have not spoken for you. And all of us, we've been there. I'm not just speaking about biological fathers and mothers, please. Don't get me wrong. I remember recently, somebody lied on me to somebody who I was with in the same place. And so I, when the person was speaking, I said, sir, but you were with me there. He says, my back was turned there away from you so I could not tell whether you said it or not. I felt betrayed. I really felt betrayed because why was I there in the first place? I was there for this very person that, that, that instead of him defending me, he's trying to save his own face and skin. What is too much about saying that, well, I was there. That was not what was said. But he wants to win favor with this one and win favor with the other one. And so I must be the scapegoat. Now when I began to worry, the Lord said to me, when I open a door for you, no man can shout. And that you don't need men to defend you. As long as you have a good relationship with me, I have my ways. And all of us might have gone through life experiences and have come to that point where we needed somebody to defend us at the time and they betrayed us. Uh, is there anybody, I just came to preach to Jesus' chest. Is there anybody here that you, you, you expected more? You expected somebody to, to speak for you. You expected somebody to defend you. But nobody was willing to defend you. The Bible says, they said unto him, you shall not inherit in our father's house. Listen to me, everybody here. 
Your father's house is just a when you step into the world. But your destination is only ordained by God. Where you would be, the greatness of your life is not a determinant of your parents, whether biological or physical. Your pastor does not determine the destination of your life. It is what you choose to believe in God based on what you have said. I'll be honest with you. I can only preach. Whether it be great or not, it is what I preach. If you receive it, it will work. If you don't receive it, it will not work. My pastor is not praying for me. Brother, I'm not the one to pray for you to, for you to break through. Connect to God. You will break. I am just a conduit to instruct you. The rest, you do it yourself. I love all of you greatly. In fact, you only know my love when you have crisis. Everybody here, listen to me. I said, well, you will know how deep I love you when you have crisis. I didn't come to raise up chickens. I came to raise up lions. Because a son of a lion is not a goat. A son of a lion is a... Can I preach? And so the Bible says... The Bible says, and it came to pass in the process of time. Brothers and sisters, time is the revealer of strength. Time is the revealer of grace. Time is the revealer of the intent of heart. Time is the revealer of the purpose of God concerning your destiny. Time. Time. It's only time. It's only time. It is only time. It's only time. There are many of us, time is the differentiator. Hear me, child of God. Time is the differentiator of your destiny. Time. It's only time. When we all use the Achimota road, it looks as if all of us are going to Kumase. But with time, some will fall off. It's based on your capacity, based on what is in your tank that determines your destination. And so do not be in a hurry when you see somebody speeding quickly. Maybe he's just going to Taifa. Maybe he's just going to Ofanko. Your capacity will be revealed based on time. Somebody say time. The Bible says in the process of time, a challenge arose. My God. They said the children of Ammon made war against Israel. Why is it that? When this happened, they could not find anybody except Jephthah. Because in verse 3 it says, Then Jephthah fled from his brethren and dwelt in the land of Tob. And there were gathered vain men to Jephthah. Scandals. Worthless men is what other translation says. I want to speak to you. God, knowing your capacity will bring you worthless men. It is your perception that determines your transformation. It is your perception. And there are many of us, we are very, very pessimistic. We only see problems. That's why although we are in ashes, we are unable to rise up out of the ashes. All we see is problems. The man ran to Tob. And when he got to Tob, the Bible says that, and God always brings you raw materials based on your capacity. Some of you, your husbands, they are raw material. You have kept your husband in a raw material form. God has placed within you that capacity to call for greatness in your wife and your husband. Yet, you're a typical African. When it is cocoa, we will use the back of the cocoa to do medicine. As for the cocoa, we will eat the sweet from it and the rest. 
We don't process anything because we don't even know our capacity. The question I want to ask all Africans is, why did God put all the natural resources in Africa and did not put it in the wise man's town? It is because within us, God has given us the capacity to process the raw. Whenever you are faced with difficulty, it is because you have the capacity to rise above it. Somebody say, I have the capacity. You see, look at it. Let's, let me just stay in verse 3 before I come to the rest. Let me just stay in verse 3. He says, Then Jephthah fled from his brethren and dwelt in the land of Tob. And there were gathered vain men to Jephthah and went out with him. You see, brothers and sisters, this man made a decision. He was a mighty man of valor. Although his mother was a prostitute, he did not allow the fear of his mother's story to define who he was. Well, have asthma. So, I don't have to do anything giddy giddy. Who said you have asthma? Maybe it is because there's too much driving you. God had to give you something to manage you. Is it not Paul who said, based on the abundance of revelation that was given me, an angel of Satan was sent to buffet me? <laughs> Read your Bible very well. You see, you don't have time to pace back and forth, zigzagging one way and the other. You do your best. In life and then you live with the consequence of the best you can't keep going back and forth in life pacing going up and down wondering what will happen what will go wrong child of god that is not it this guy jetta he made a decision that he will not allow scoundrels or squandrels or whatever they call it to define him and make him bitter in life there are many of us that is our problem we've gone through bad experiences and we have allowed the bad experience to have a negative effect on our life one day somebody came to talk to me. He said that I got a lady pregnant and my mother says that I've disgraced the entire family because generations, nobody has done that and that I am a disgrace to the family. I have brought a curse to the family. Huh. He said because of that, my mother has been making me fast. My mother says I must fast until I'm able to rewrite that wrong. So, so, so this guy genuinely has fasted that he has also because the mother has placed upon him a burden he cannot carry that the fact that in your family you are the first means you are a pain setter do you know the baby you gave birth to and the time you gave birth to it may be the will of God for your destiny that that baby had to be born at the time although you were not ready is it not the Bible that says all things work together for good to them that are called according his purpose. So, do you know Jephthah was born before his brothers were born? Why did God allow a, a, a prostitute to conceive when the legitimate wife could not even have a child? And God waited, but in the process of time, God gave the legitimate wife also babies. See, we may never understand the timings of God, but God has a plan. Touch your neighbor and say, God has a plan. Touch your neighbor and say, God has a plan. Praise the Lord. In Proverbs chapter number 18, verse 15, the Bible says, The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ear of the wise seeks it out. He said, The heart of the discerning acquires, brothers and sisters, it is time for you to acquire knowledge. The odds are stuck against me, yes. What do I do to come out? You don't allow bitterness to cloud your judgments and imagination, you don't allow the fear of the unknown. To destroy that which God can do with your life. And so we need to make a decision. Listen to me everybody. 
Write this down. When I need to make a decision, I need to trust my instincts on what the right next step is because I prayed up. There are many of us, whenever we are confronted with difficulties, we are just fixed on the problem. What I did wrong. I gave birth out of wedlock. I've gotten divorced. I've had this bad experience. And we stay there. And the enemy begins to use it as a stronghold on us. He begins to hold you. You, 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 Kusase boy, what can you achieve in life? You, this Kusase boy. You, Dagate boy. You, this boy. You, this girl. You, that girl. You, no, 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 no. Listen to me. My starting point is not the indication of how my life would end. My starting point is not indicative of how my life will end. It's not an indication of how my life will end. That I began in Zabun Zongo. Well, lie. It does not mean that's where I will end. That I got divorced does not mean my life must be on hold for the rest of my life. Oh, I cannot do anything. Who said it? Who told you you cannot become? Who told you you cannot rise out of difficulty? Jephthah. Although criminals banded themselves around him, they could not influence him. He influenced them positively. Somebody say, I'm rising out of ashes. Most of us don't take responsibility. If you want to come out of difficulties or or, or challenges or the ashes, you need to take decisions. Take decisions. You need to make a decision. I am better than this. I am what? Some of you, you cannot love because a guy broke your heart. He broke your virginity. Whether, whether you broke your virginity by rape or by normal understanding, or even if it is not even consensual, let me talk to you. Don't let the past hold you down. Don't let it hold you down. Don't let your past. Some boy be, the sex was good, yes, we thank God. But that boy, you know that he was stupid. He was a no good something, something. Why are you so stuck in the past of something somebody said to you? The guys, they said to him, you're a a prostitute son. You cannot inherit. Their father could not speak. Sir. And when the father could not speak, even the elders, nobody could stand for this guy. Hear me? Even if nobody has stood for you and you live in this life and you think you're alone, I came to tell you, you are not alone. There is a grace of God on your life. And in the process of time, it will speak. It was good that you were afflicted, that God will show you his kindness. Let me say this. Number one, make a decision. Somebody say, make a decision. You need to get clear with what the next steps are. You need to get clear. You need, you, you need to be able to decide, this is what I want to become. I want to ask you a question. Do you want to remain where you are? Or you want to, you want, you want to arise to greatness? There's a level that you go into, Papa, and that one, nobody can do it for you. I cannot make that decision. No matter the prayers I pray for you, I can pause Zomi on your head. If you want to be great, you must make that decision. It has to be clear. This is not my place. Sometimes people come and see me. Great potentials. They are afraid. When you are a man, you confront your fears and you do what is necessary and important. Honoring God and God only. Because resource will mute the man. It's all about resource. I'm not just talking to a man. I'm talking to both of you. 
Are you listening to me? See, there's a point where a man must confront his destiny head on. Talk to your wife. Please, let me do this thing now. And if your wife will leave you, so be it. Because it's your destiny. When you go to heaven, God will not ask you who you married though. God will ask you, did you fulfill your destiny? Now what I'm saying is to see, listen to me. Everybody look at me, look at me, look at my face. Nobody should look down. Look at my face. Listen. This life is about you and the fulfillment of your destiny. I am not saying that 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 respectfully speaking, I'm not saying that misbehave towards your wife, but you have a destiny and a call to fulfill. Everybody, and sometimes our greatest fear in life is that we want to please people. I'm going to see. We just, our fear is to be alone. But this life, if you are afraid to be alone, you can never achieve any great thing in life. You are afraid to stand alone, you will compromise. You go among your friends, your friends are drinking, you want to drink. Your friends are cheating on their spouses, you want to cheat on. You have no idea who you are. Do you know the Bible says, give a call to him that is perishing, ask your neighbor, are you perishing? See, sometimes that can be controversial. I know. Sir, but there are sometimes the enemy will send the spirit of discouragement to discourage you from fulfilling your destiny. Speak to the person, but you're not coming home. Yeah. He called the wife and said, please, I can't come now. I'll come next month. The wife said, why? What the person is doing, the breakthrough is coming. Hello? The breakthrough is what? And when the person leaves, the person will forfeit a money that must come. And we need the money home. Someone said we need the money home. So what do we do? Do we come home to please men? Or we face our fears and fulfill destiny? Number three, write, I must face my fears. Write it. I must do what? Ah, are you writing? Somebody write. I must. Someone say, I'm, and that's why I'm going to stay today. Because all of you have greatness in you. Somebody say, always confront your fears. That's why I want to stay today. I want to stay there today. Always what? Confront your fear. Every one of us, confront your... Can I preach? Somebody said, we are only brave when we have something to lose. And yet we still try. You see, we can't be brave without fear. We always have to make the choice that sets standards for the rest of our lives. We always have to do what? Make choices that set the standards for the rest of our life. There's those little, little choices you make. I will not defy myself. I have a covenant with my wife. I will not misbehave. I have a covenant with my husband. I will not misbehave. I will not. I have a covenant with God. I'm a young guy. A girl comes to visit me. I will not misbehave. Somebody say choices. choices. Someone say choices. choices. You see, if we let... If we allow fear to stand in our way, we will not be able to overcome the odds in life. And we cannot be able to achieve anything worthwhile in life. Fear. Someone say fear. You see, brothers and sisters, we must choose to act in the presence of fear over and over and over again in our life if we want to achieve anything. We must choose to act in the presence of fear. I wrote this thing down. In every defining moment of our life, fear doors will be open to our lives. I'm going to give you seven fear doors. There are seven types of fear that we must conquer if we want to live a happy, fulfilled life. The first fear is the fear of what others, other people think. That's the first fear 
Jephthah overcame. The fear of what other people think. You don't have to allow the fear of what other people, this is my biggest problem personally. The fear of what other people think. All of us, by the time I go through the seven, what other people think. I've been living with the fear of something that was really not real. Touch your neighbor and say, the fear of what other people think is not important. You see? So whenever you are in fear, you have to ask yourself this question. Am I listening to my heart and living my God-given purpose? Or I am listening to negative voices? So write, write. When you write the fear, you ask that question. And so what will be my affirmation? What will be the words I speak to myself? Whenever I am in this kind of fear, what do I say to myself? What do I say to myself? I say that I, say that I am listening to my spirit. And living my God-given purpose because I have the power to succeed. I have all. Psalm 23 verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So whenever you are faced with that fear, you must know that you are not alone and God is with you. Others may be saying some things, but don't let it cripple you. Don't let it define you. Don't let it characterize you. Don't, don't try to fit into people's mold. The second fear we need to overcome if we want to rise out of the ashes is the fear of change. The fear of what? You see, the guy was, well, Jephthah was no more afraid of a change of his environment. He had been exposed to scoundrels. That means that the other people there we were, he was with, they were not. They were not vain people. They were Gileadites. Honorable people. But here, he's in a different environment and he says, my capacity is to make a difference in other people's life. My capacity is what? To make a difference. He would not allow them to make a difference. There are many of us. Look at me, everybody. There are many of us. You see, when we get close to people, we start laughing like them. We start behaving like them. If they speak to their, 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 their parents with disrespect, we start doing the same. We pick their language. We start speaking and using certain words. That is not who, how we were brought up. We pick it from scoundrels, vain people. They, they tell us that, why are, you, why are you always going to church? Why are you always praying? If God will hear your prayer, it is not how many hours you pray. Why are you paying your tithe? Why are you giving offering? If God will bless you, why are you... Why, do, do, do you think you must go for the pastors who steal money from you? You see, you are allowing scoundrels to influence you. Your friends are cheating on their wives, so you too you want to do something. Me, I choose my friends, so. They don't choose me. I choose them. When you come into my life, can I tell you something? When your marriage is not working, and you come into my life to advise me, that means I should treat my wife like the way you did that yours did not work, I won't even listen. Because I know where I'm going. Excuse me, touch your neighbor and say, I'm a wise person. I'm not that. I'm not that stupid. Now, so whenever I am faced with fear, what do I say to myself? I begin to declare, I expect victories. 
in changing environment. I expect what? Victories were in changing environment. Whenever you are faced with the fear of change, you declare to yourself, I expect victories. Things will be changed. Things, this one too, shall pass. But sometimes change is necessary for your upliftment. If you want to come out of difficulty, Lady Irene, change is inevitable. Stop focusing on the negative. When your rewards are, your face has changed. Your destiny is not in the hands of men. God will use men, but it is not in the hands of men. He said, Cast be a man who puts his trust in men and makes the arm of flesh his strength. I came to tell you, you can rise beyond your limitation. If you will not put your trust in men, but you will trust God and take faith actionable steps, embracing change, because change is for good for you, not to make you disadvantaged in life. When we go through struggles, see, the Bible says the trials of our faith worker patience. You cannot see the quality of a gold except it goes through fire. The fire brings out the best because it must alienate you from the impure things. Listen to me. I love you. So I want to tell you the truth that you can rise up out of the ashes. No matter what you have done, God has forgiven you. Stop living in sin. I was speaking to a woman who had committed adultery and could not forgive herself, so she wanted to kill herself. I said to her, God has forgiven you. Can you forgive yourself? The fear is not to forgive herself. The fear is that what if my husband never forgives me? That is not your work. It's God's work. That's all whose work? Leave it to God. Pastor, what I've done, I can't forgive myself. I've committed 32 abortions. I've slept with Pope, Cardinal, Bishop, Pastor. I've slept with a dog. It's not important. Because if God wanted you to die, you'd have died. What is important, sir, is that you pick up the missing pieces and build upon your life. Number three fear, the fear of making wrong decisions. The fear of what? He said, there is no such thing as certainty. I move forward by attacking, adapting, and learning as I go. I said, well, there's no such thing as certainty. I must move forward by attacking, adopting, and learning as I go. The fear of all, making wrong decisions. And this is where most of us are. See you, are. you See, you are one step, one decision away from becoming a millionaire. You are one decision away from becoming a joyful person. It's just one decision. You see, we must, we must believe in ourselves that we can do whatever we say we want to do, we can do it. Believe where? You know, most people want to work for people's companies because they want secured salary. Because they are afraid that on their own they cannot achieve. But listen, if you cannot achieve, they wouldn't have employed you. If you cannot achieve on your own, they wouldn't have employed you. Well, are, you are you listening to what I'm saying? I said, well, if 
They employed you because you have the capacity to make the company rich. It means you have the capacity to make your own self rich. A lot of people went for interview. Do you know why we interview people? We want the best. The best in people who know they have the capacity to achieve. Yet when it comes to your own destiny, you think you are helpless. If you are helpless, they would have thrown you away. The moment you start being helpless, they say, I think we don't need, I think you'll be better in another company. Number four. Number four is what? The fear of missing out on something better. The fear of what? Missing out on something. This is what affects a lot of marriages. A reason why a lot of ladies are not married is because they think they will miss out on something better. Please, there's nothing better in this life. It's what you do with what has been given to you. Can you imagine if Lady had this year? Oh Lord, Cheminia. But she wouldn't be here. Amen. As I'm sure she would have become Obolo like that. No beauty, no glory. Point. You see, my troubles, all my troubles is making it always slim and looking nice. It's got me pressure on one thing. Somebody say I receive it. No, 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 no. Most of the time, we feel we'll miss something better. See, listen to me. Life is how you make it work. Today, I went to stand in the, in, in the, in the wardrobe, and I said, look at me. Somebody said, what? I'm standing there, I went there. Two things happened. This morning in my guest room. My wife entered and said, Ah, Then my son just entered into the room. I think my son also had the and said, I told you to wear white. Just take white and wear. <laughs> Two people. They are seeing possibilities. The owner of the possibilities is seeing scarcity. There are many of us, that's our challenge. Oh, maybe I could have gotten something better. Maybe, maybe, no, 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 no. In this life, you keep taking the steps. The Bible says the step, the path of the just is as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter onto a perfect morning. When you keep moving, the thing will start evolving. When you keep stepping into new levels, new doors will keep opening. When you keep attempting new things, new doors keep opening. When you keep believing, new things start happening. When you keep trusting, new doors keep opening. You can only rework your marriage when you give it one day at a time. You can only build your life from the ashes one day at a time. You can only trust God one day at a time. You can only become a prayerful person one Nobody starts praying and prays one hour. It is not an anointing. It is a disciplined effort. One day somebody asked me a question, Pastor Dan. So how did you and Lady Irene walk without having sex and still got married? I said, we lived it one day at a time. Do you know our celebration, me and Lady Irene, on our engagement day? When I was taking the food, Lady Irene came and said, we made it. Because it's easy. We... Excuse me, my body is not a wood. That I am anointed doesn't mean I don't have feelings. 
But God helped us. But it was a one day at a time. In today's I feel this woman saying, Now I see me with you. I say, Oh, bra, 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 no, no, they are quick for every most who they shame about things, shame about things. When I go, so let's go for a walk. Yen nantiania bra no be a konifi. Yen nantiania bra no be a day. Be a konifi. Because right at the beginning, we had set those parameters to help us. The my feelings are up. I tell you, oh my, 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 it's one day at a time, sir. Do you think after I got married, there have not been temptations? You must know this truth. You have to know what your strength can handle and what your strength can handle. And in the place where your strength can handle, take it to God in prayer. Take it where? You are dead. You know you have a temptation. Now we are, oh, oh, nothing will happen. I, I'm not you. Me? Now tell me what happened. It's your own. Somebody say, God help me. Somebody say, God help me. See, you will never miss out on something better in life. So whenever you are faced with that fear of missing out on something better, say this. I am in covenant with God. I am moving forward with great and perseverance. Because Success in life does not require shortcuts. Success in life requires total commitment. I repeat it. I am in covenant with God. And I'm moving forward with great and perseverance. Because success does not require shortcuts. Success in life requires total commitment. You must be committed. You must be all committed. It's not, see, let me tell you, there's a discipline that all billionaires have. Most billionaires have it. If you don't have it, they have a discipline to know how to close their zip. I'm telling you. Because if they misbehave, they won't be where they are. No, it takes a certain degree of discipline and commitment to follow through your task. A lot of Christians are lazy. The fear of the unknown makes us lazy. It makes us what? The last one is the fear of not be good, being good enough. Number no one. Five. The fear of not being good enough. We all have the power to determine what we deserve. We have the what? The power to do what? To determine what? What we deserve. Look at what my son sent to me. He says that I must make memories with my children. He's made a determination. This is what I think my children deserve. They deserve a father who showed them a certain love and build a certain disciplines in them. See, that you do not have a father does not mean you should wallow in that thing that happened. I don't have a father, I don't have a mother, so I'm alone. You are not alone. That's why you belong to a church family. I am here for you. I will insult you small, but take me like that. I'll be there for you. Let me close the hearing. Listen to me, everybody. Don't let the thoughts, like what the guy said in Job, disturb you. The wicked will not be there forever. 
Stop focusing too much on the wicked. Stop focusing on who did not help you, who did not work for you, who did not speak nice about you, who did not compliment your beauty. Stop speaking those things. One day the person will be dead. People will not remember who did what. They will remember what you did with your own life. What are you doing with your life? If you want to be happy, it is your own choice. If you want to be sad, it is your own choice. If you want to excel in life, it is your own choice. If you don't want to excel too, it is your own choice. If you want to wallow in the past, wallow in what Pastor Daniel said or somebody said, it is your choice. If you want to focus on what your husband did five years ago, ten years ago, three months ago, two months ago, it's still your choice. You want to focus on what your wife did not do or what she said or did not say to your father, your mother, your uncle, your brother, your children, it is your choice. But he can choose this day to be happy, to be joyful, to be a person who is determined, a person who is focused, a person who does great things in life. Don't let your past define you. Don't let your father's story define you. Don't let the history of your father's house define you. Rewrite your story. Rise up out of ashes. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. I'd like you to stand to your feet and pray. God, help me to overcome the fears. Help me to overcome the fears. Help me to overcome. Help me to rise. Help me to break the barriers. Help me. I will not allow my past to define my future. I will not allow my life to go northward or southward because of this challenge or that challenge. In the name.